Welcome to Urban Principle, leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com. And now here's your host, Brett Anderson. And welcome back to another podcast. We are on episode 59, season 2. And last time we talked about principles letting go when I talked about uh, what Dr. Rachel... um, George had said from ASCD and she had all these things about lightening up and how you could lighten the load and uh, getting to what really matters. And this episode I'm calling somewhat compliance and I almost called it, subtitled it again with the lesson plans because I had a a friend actually mention something about lesson plans and I saw something online and I mentioned that to you last time. That's, I saw some teachers posting things on having to have dress codes. Uh, principals were requiring dress codes even when they were doing online. And then some were requiring uh, lessons plans to be turned in weekly. And I thought, wow, I need to go back to that a minute. Um, obviously, they didn't hear my first podcast on lesson plans. But I I felt like I needed to address that again. But more of the aspect in terms of compliance and the way they're going about it. Because if they don't turn in lesson plans, that really isn't as much of a problem as much as it is uh, what's the purpose behind the lesson plans and what are you trying to get from them and um, what is it you're doing as a leader and as a principal uh, to instruct and coach. And and I guess uh, one of them had had a problem with a teacher turning in lesson plans and not getting them turned in and then they had uh, the need for subs and especially now with COVID, you know, in the past I would have had... Uh, as principal, I would have had teachers have sub plans, and I know a lot of people have those. And sub plans for when the teacher was out, they just get out their sub plans, and the sub comes in, and they follow the plans that were left by the teacher. And it could be a somewhat um, generic set of plans, but most of the time it was actually plans that were prepared for that day, unless something like a surprise came up or something out of the ordinary. And then they had, uh, at least on file with me, they had some plans that were kind of a general, generic you know, plans for the day, um, if they weren't sure where they'd be at in the units and so on. But basically having those plans ready. And the problem is more of um, what are you after, kind of like I said, because I had them um, prepare those. And with COVID, it's been a little bit different. It's been harder to cover. And when you don't have teachers, you do have subs. And if you have certain sub plans or they have to give you plans to get some of those things covered, that is a little bit more complicated. Um, but to me, it's more of a case of addressing how you're covering if something comes up with somebody and talking to the staff about that and maybe even doing some brainstorming and figuring out the best ways to cover that. And maybe there's some things that you have them prepare and send to you or, or have on file still digitally so that you can still use with subs or they can use and, and maybe it isn't having the whole staff do it. Uh, maybe that's the, the in time of just talking to the individual people that need to maybe have some things prepared in case that comes up and maybe understanding as a leader, what are they going through and what do they need at that time instead of making it uh, the compliance issue. And that's why I said, and I've said that in my very first uh, one I did about lesson plans is that lesson plans can kill morale and it can be um, when you're pushing for compliance with lesson plans, it can actually do um, more damage than you want to do. Um, I know counselors, administrators, and other teachers right now have ended up covering rooms, uh, even by hybrid 
doing uh, the classroom with students present and remotely and then just remotely and then even 100% in person. So I know they've covered classrooms and I've seen uh, places not able to even get subs. But having the whole staff turn in uh, weekly lesson plans is a little bit uh, too much. That kind of goes along with what Dr. Rachel George was saying in my last podcast. And if you refer to that ASCD article, um, it, it, it talks a lot about that and how you can lighten up the load on teachers right now. And it's, uh, you know, her article was on six ways to support teachers now. So, I mean, focusing on some of those things that actually can help them and encourage them and trying to get compliance by turning in lessons plans is not a good way to go about that for sure. Um, lesson plans are needed. I don't want, I don't want it to come across like they're not, uh, something that, people shouldn't be able to do. They should be able to make plans. Um, it's just that the requirement doesn't always improve teaching, turning in the lesson plans. And that would be like me as principal having to turn in my uh, uh, school improvement plan weekly. Uh, that's not treating me like a professional. It's not treating me like I can handle the job and more work should be done. Um, if you have a couple teachers, like I was saying, just talk to them um, and don't turn it into a scolding, giving demerits or reprimand. Uh, explain why it's needed, uh, maybe look into what's going on. Maybe there's more to the story than you actually know anyway. And uh, don't condemn the whole group for something too that, you know, maybe a few are not completing or getting ready for others. And I mean, use your effective leadership skills. And like I said in past episodes, use the two T's, the tone and tact, and keep yourself, you know, under control. Find out really what's going on. And I mean... Uh, lesson plans are great when you're a new teacher for sure because you're learning to plan you're trying to learn to lay out different things all of my student teachers right now I work with from the university uh, I work with coaching uh, and helping them to learn to do lesson plans and to set up uh, kind of a template and to set up the best structure for learning and we look at setting learning targets and learning goals student-friendly learning targets and building in uh, anticipatory sets and uh, building in the gradual release frameworks. So I still believe in that uh, big time from Schmoker, uh, Mike Schmoker, um, getting that gradual release in where you're doing modeled, shared, guided, and independent learning, and then even doing things uh, to motivate the students and different types of questioning and exit tickets and all those things are excellent teaching strategies. And that's a lot of why you're learning to do lesson plans and set up your lessons in a, a correct structure or framework. And as a principal, I coached and taught a lot of those elements of good, effective teaching and lesson planning. And the key word is coached. I mean, coached and taught and helped your teachers improve through, through building their skills and uh, creating better lessons. Uh, is much better than turning in lesson plans where you're even trying to grade or doing something like that. Um, it's much better so that they can learn how to effectively uh, develop and present instruction. I mean, I did my look-fors and did my coaching visits and seeing what really was happening in the classroom, and that's what really mattered to me. That's where the rubber hit the road. Um, this is not a time to basically collect weekly lesson weekly lesson plans it's 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 not a good time to do some of those compliance things so you need to think a little bit harder right now especially as a leader and as a principal 
if some of the things that you're doing and not just lesson plans, but what are those compliance things that you're doing that kind of fall under compliance and they are going to make them feel like they're micromanaged, going to make the teachers feel defeated, going to make them feel um, like you don't see them as professionals and, and you're not helping them to grow. Um, what are those things that could be coming across right now and even things from central office it's it's your job as the leader of that building and the ceo of that building to protect them from things that don't fit with the philosophy of how you're working with your kids and and the vision for the building um, there's a lot of things that go with that as well um, one of the good books of course that i've always loved i love malcolm gladwell's writing and if you think about the book the tipping point you know how little things can make a big difference um, Malcolm Gladwell talks about all the little things that you do as a connector and what a big difference a single person can make. And you as a principal or a leader have a responsibility and have a lot of power, a lot more power than you think, to actually work with people and to encourage people. And I want to share something else from uh, John Maxwell. A uh, small book, it's called Encouragement Changes Everything. And I've used pieces of this before. He's got a lot of different... Uh, things that he's gathered from different writers and different things in it. Uh, and this one, I believe, is him himself speaking. But I want to share a little thing that he had uh, on in here. And it says, what you need to know to encourage people. People are insecure. Give them confidence. People like to feel special. Sincerely compliment them. People are looking for a better tomorrow. Show them hope. People need to be understood. Listen to them. People lack direction. Navigate for them. People are selfish. Speak to their needs first. People get downhearted. Encourage them. People want to be associated with success. Help them win. People desire meaningful relationships. Provide community. People seek models to follow. Be an example. So some of those things that you can start thinking about how you can continue to encourage your staff during this time as we're getting back to 100% learning and we're getting uh, more hybrid and 100% learning and uh, students are getting back into the classrooms and they really need encouragement right now. They have been um, lacking that personal touch, uh, that personal connection with uh, their teachers and teachers themselves have been lacking that as well and they need that, that support right now. So if you're a leader or a principal, make sure that you're supporting your teachers and make sure you're doing what you can to help them uh, stay uh, positive in their uh, position and do what they need to do to build up our students and to get our students back on track because we have to make up some ground now. And I want to end tonight with a quote. And our quote is, uh, One person with commitment accomplishes more than a thousand with an opinion. And that was Orrin Woodward. And that kind of wraps us up tonight. Um, I don't worry, I have plenty to talk about in future episodes. But for now, as we get ready to wrap, continue to stay safe out there. Continue to wear your mask. Continue to keep the social distancing and keep getting those vaccines. I know the educators in our, our largest uh, major district around me are starting to get the vaccine now. So that's finally getting out to educators. So make sure you get vaccinated and stay safe and keep promoting effective leadership through productive culture changes. And until next time, let's remember to stay positive. You've been listening to Urban Principle. 
Leadership Lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com.